The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. So if the Magic, the Thunder, the Pacers, and the Jazz are all on the move, then who's falling off the cliff? That's the question. Because that's this is a lot easier to predict predict in my opinion than the teams that are on the rise to be honest and it's for a lot of different reasons number one we got to go with the number one most obvious team that people think is actually a contender but they are not a contender and that is the LA Clippers they are a team at a crossroads they have one of the more talented deep rosters in the NBA and it doesn't matter because their players don't play their players are never healthy you have nine guys on the roster with at least seven years of NBA experience under their belt, including seven with a decade or more of wear and tear on that tread. That's that's fine. Like, oh, you want a veteran team? Yeah, but like those tires are getting a little bald and the winter's coming. You add, you have Westbrook, Batum, played 15 years. Paul George has played 13. Kawhi Leonard, 12. And that right there, in my opinion, is the problem. They're not a healthy team. Kawhi has played just 49% of the games in the past six seasons. Paul George has missed 40% of his games as a Clipper. Even Norm Powell has missed 100 games in in four years. That's just too much. That's just too many games to miss if you think you're a contender. I am not convinced that any of these players can play even close to 82 games. And now you add in the new load management rules. I mean, there's problems, problems. This is an old team that lacks true point guard and has very little depth. K.J. Martin's fine player. I like him a lot. Plays the right way. Maybe Bones Highland can develop. Maybe he can be useful, but I don't don't love this roster at all, and I don't think they have much time to fix it. I don't want to play this. I don't want to overplay this too soon, but there were rumors last season about Discord in the locker room and Discord uh, with Ty Lue, and when you give Michael Winger – the Clips GM, who bolts for the Washington Wizards, it doesn't give you much confidence that things are being run in a productive and healthy fashion. Sometimes you figure maybe the rumors were true, right? Maybe something is going on. It's like NASCAR driver ditching Coca-Cola as their main sponsor, and then they replace them with Starry, which I think is like, what, what did it used to be? I don't even remember. Sierra Mist? Something like that. Something is up, uh, and that's not done unless there's a reason for it. And the other problem for the Clippers is they just don't have any trade capital. There's nothing they can do. You want Harden? Who gives a fuck? How are you going to get him? 
They gave it all away and Shea Gilgis Alexander to Paul for Paul George, which could could be and probably is the worst trade in NBA history. Their draft class, ugh. Kobe Brown at 30, who I, I don't hate, I guess. 6'8 small forward, has a little hitch in his shot, like Jordan Miller from Miami. Uh, neither are altering franchise altering players. Let's be real. And with the West on the rise, like even Utah, Utah has a better roster than the LA Clippers. I know that's crazy to say, but top to bottom, I'd rather have Utah's team. The Clippers are one of those teams that's just going to drop off of a cliff unless something goes significantly differently than the last years that Paul George and Kawhi have been there. Uh, Moving forward, Brooklyn Nets, another team that you have to expect is going to decline. Maybe that's a bit unfair because they were the sixth seed last year, but a lot of those games that they won came when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were on those teams. So they skated into the playoffs, and they were running on fumes, playing the Philadelphia 76ers. Mikel Bridges is a nice player. Cam Johnson's a nice player. But, hey, what are you going to do? That is the way the cookie crumbles. They lost two Hall of Famers within a week last season. A third made his way out in the preseason uh, last year. And we shouldn't have much of an expectation for this year, right? We – there's a real chance that the Nets might be bottom three. That's that's with a healthy Ben Simmons. I'm not sure Ben Simmons is even himself ever again. They have nice pieces I like. They have Mikel Bridges, like I said. Nick Claxton is a nice piece. If he could shoot free throws, he'd be really good. Um, Royce O'Neal is a nice player off the bench. But, like, I like Spencer Dinwiddie, too. No shade to Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, mm, that's pretty much it. That's kind of it. You lost Utah Watanabe when you're – one of your better three-point shooters who could do a little bit of everything because he decided to go play with Kevin Durant. And they lack depth. And fortunately, if you're a Nets fan, you now have assets again to go and make stuff happen. And you drain the cupboard for a decade to get Harden, Katie, and Kyrie. But now, uh, after this year, you'll have five first-rounders in the following five years. Kind of prime for a rebuild, if you ask me. Um Maybe you want to try to trade for Dame. I don't hate that. Go ahead. Have him. Go get him. Go go make a deal for him. Um, we then turn to Philadelphia. We talked about a lot in the offseason. They are, they are also headed for a very tumultuous season. Let's be real. Anytime Harden is on your team in the preseason at training camp, and he, he doesn't want to be there then, I mean, what are you going to say? It's just you're headed for, you're headed for drama. Uh, I don't think Big Game James is going to decide to play for Daryl Moore anytime soon. He already said it twice. Let me say it again. I will never play for this team as long as Daryl Moore is there. So as long as Daryl Moore is there, you've got Fat Suit James to be worrying about. And given the fact that he was supposed to be your starting guard, you've got Tyrese Maxey there, who's a fine player, but definitely isn't, I don't think, ready to step into James Harden's shoes. You have Montrezl Harrell, who tore his ACL, and is out for the full year. It's it's tailspin city, really. They finished fifty four and twenty eight last year, right? Third place. A lot of people were high on their chances in the playoff to be a real contender. A lot of people also forget that Joel Embiid is always hurt in the playoffs. But hey, I digress. But why do I think that this team is headed for a big fall off? Best case scenario, the Sixers trade a disgruntled star for a boatload of assets, and that's not happening. 
The only place he wants to go to is the Clippers. And like I said, they don't have enough assets to go and get him. Some of that has to do with Harden's not the same Harden as he was in 2019. Uh, most of it's due to the fact that no team is dumb enough to risk valuable assets on a player who is on an expiring contract and has been known to be an asshole when he doesn't want to play for that team. He's now forced his way off of three teams in three years. No shade to James Harden. That's just math school. Maury may be waiting for a star player in return, but that's not happening. Which leaves these other three scenarios. These other scenarios. First, Harden gets moved for nothing. Bag of chips which is probably a realistic call for a disgruntled star who's probably not even playing shape. But then you don't have really any point guard to fill your roster with, unless it's Tyrese Maxey. Second, Sixers say, Harden, you need to play basketball for us. Playing hardball, you're, there's no other way. And that can end in two ways. Harden decides he's going to, ah, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. And then just sit on the sidelines in street clothes until you trade him. That's one scenario. Or he can just dip set on you and play for China and decide, because they've already embraced him and his new brand of alcohol. And then the Sixers still have a massive hole in their lineup. The other scenario is that Harden gets forced to play for a team that he now actively hates. And we know how that goes. Like I said, fakes an injury and that's pretty much it. Or, actually, there is one more scenario that people are not talking about. Just fire Diramori. Just fire him. Get rid of him. And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, James Harden plays out the rest of his contract, see how he looks. You trade him maybe at the deadline to a team he wants to go to or a team that he'd be okay with. And then at least his value is higher than it is right now when he's telling everyone he's not going to play for you. Joel Embiid already saying that he's unhappy or at least alluding to it. Michael Scotto reported this summer that the Knicks are watching the situation because they're trying to get Joel Embiid. I mean, let's be honest. Everything I'm saying is making me out of breath because it's a shit show. We all know that the Warriors got absolutely derailed last year by external issues. If you think Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face was bad enough to derail a title contender that just won the title the year before, guess what? It's even worse in Philly with those fans, with that ownership, and with the players involved. Philly is this year's wish version of Golden State. All of that brings me to the team that I think is going to be primed for a massive falloff, a team that I don't even know why people think is a real contender this year. I've been in a knockdown dragout war folks, with Heat fans online, not real ones. People thought maybe that was, it was real. I'm not into violence. But I had the bravery to say, hey, your team sucks, okay? Your roster sucks, and Blazers don't want any of your roster, honestly. Uh, you don't have the assets to trade for a top three-point guard in this league, no matter how old he is, no matter how much he gets paid, and no matter how much you tell us that you do no matter how much Dame's agent tells us that you do. You don't have it. And you would think I murdered a school bus full of Miami-Dade County orphans. I mean, they came for me in the streets. It was blood. The, the fan base is delusional. Uh, 
it's like you're trying to convince now the world that Tyler Hero is better than OG Ananobi. Because why? Because now Toronto looks like they're in the sweepstakes for Damian Lillard. And so you're going to come after OG Ananobi's caliber of play when Memphis was trying to trade for him for three first-round picks and Toronto said no. That's how crazy they are. The Heat are primed for a fall off the cliff. Why? They were a playing team last year. They were an eight seed. They caught fire. They were lucky. They were constructed in a way where Jimmy Butler took this team to a place that they probably shouldn't even gone. You had injuries to the Bucks, Giannis, Middleton, Embiid. You got carried on the back of Jimmy Buckets, right? He had some unbelievable performances. Nice story, nice run, but guess what? You can't steal Damian Lillard for nothing because we still know that those players aren't very good. This team went out. They lost Max Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent. Very critical players to what they did in the playoffs. They want to get Damian Lillard to take and then take on Kyle Lowry's albatross contract when he's 38 years old and that Portland should be happy. You're absolutely insane. And don't even get me started on Tyler Hero, who is is of absolutely no use to Portland at all, considering that they have one too many guards on their team right now. They don't need another one. Um, But they do lose starters from an eighth-place team, or a seventh-place team, but then, you know, the whole play-in thing. They lose Victor Oladipo and Cody Zeller. And before you say, oh, that's no big loss, Oladipo averaged 11-3-4 in one half of the season. Zeller had 7-4 and 1 in 15 minutes, and that wasn't terrible either. So who did they replace Max Struess and Gabe Vincent with at this point? Josh Richardson, which Heat fans think is like the second coming of Jesus, and Thomas Bryant. Okay, sure. I love Jaime Hawkes. He's a great player. Is he ready to contribute right now, right this second, to a title team? I don't know. I think he's going to need time to adjust. I think teams are going to be hunting him too because of this lack of size. Here is what one scouting report said about Jaime Hawkes. Hawkes struggles to create contact, often fading away and maneuvering around defenders. His 24.9 free throw rate percentage is 79th of 109 division wing forwards, division one wing forwards. Yuck. Despite his size, Hawkes tends to play small in the post. He allows defenders to easily alter his shots, although he is an excellent offensive rebounder. This may cause issues at the next level where players are quicker and stronger. If he struggles to hit perimeter shots and score on the post, he may be unable to make the most out of his hybrid size and his unique skill set. In other words, we know he's no Max Drews. Like, stop with that. So this is a team that's counting on major minutes from Kevin Love and Josh Richardson, who the last time that Josh Richardson was productive really in any meaningful way was when he played for Miami and Miami flipped him to get Jimmy Butler and they fleeced the Sixers. What are we? They don't really want him back. No. Seventh place to the finals was the surprise. Okay, that was the surprise. What would not surprise me is if this team is a lottery team when if they can't get Dave. See, I almost said win. If they can.